It's good to be with you again. I want you to turn to Luke 22, uh, verses 31 and 32 will be our text. That's where the the sermon is coming from today, and I want to lead us in a prayer. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you help me to be a a plain preacher, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to this audience, Lord, if you uh, prompt me with it, I do want to be obedient to speak to it. And uh, out of all who are listening today, I'm the one under a greater judgment, a strict judgment, because I'm a teacher of your word, and I accept my place in rightly dividing it. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. His name I preach. Amen. We're handled in a day in Luke uh, 22, 31, and 32, and it's an encounter that Satan has even with the Lord, about the disciples and Simon Peter. But um, what I want to challenge you with today is just found in the fact that Jesus gives a challenge at the end of these two verses about strengthening uh, people who are around us. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you think that you can help people and you can help other people? Uh, you may say yes, and if you do say yes, you may say well, then how can I do that? <clears throat> how can that happen? You may say, no, I don't feel like I'm adequate enough to be able to help other people. And if you said no, uh, I'm going to challenge you on that. And then if you said yes, I'm going to challenge you as to how. <clears throat> We've been handling last Sunday and even this one that God makes us strong and he uses himself and other people to help go strengthen others. That's our focus today. So I'm going to challenge you in this sermon to look at your life through the life of Simon Peter, which I often do as a pastor and just a believer and, and looking at his life. I learned so much from it. In the, I'm going to read both verses together. It says, uh, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift, uh, to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented or turned back, you've turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. He begins in this uh, verse 31 by saying, Simon, Simon. He's, uh, he's going back to his old name. He's been called uh, Peter, meaning rock, uh, just a strong leader, uh, a strong preacher, a strong disciple. He's been called that. But here, uh, Jesus is referring back to his name before that, Simon, Simon. I, I don't know about you, but I can see my dad. I can see my dad looking at me and shaking his ha head and going, Jeff, Jeff, which, which gives the picture that I'm not getting it, whatever it happened to be at the moment. My dad's like... Jeff, Jeff, a double emphasis uh, that I'm not connecting with whatever it is he's trying to teach. It, it even has some pain in it. Not, not great pain, but it's just like, man, I already thought you understood this. I already thought you had this. So he's telling Peter to look out. Uh, in fact, some versions just have the phrase there uh, that look out. Uh, here... Um, Satan is really asking Jesus. He's really coming to the Lord and asking about uh, being able to, to 
unsettled the disciples a little bit. He had to do that with Job. If you go back and see that that happened in Job, he had to ask. And, and he has to ask. You need to, under, you need to understand that, that in the presence of the Savior, uh, the Savior has the authority. So he says that Satan is asking something very specific. And he says, I want to I wanna sift you. And it's not killing them. It's not saying I want to kill them. He, he, at least not yet, uh, he wants to shake them up. He wants to unsettle them. He wants them to be unfaithful. He wants their whole way of living and thinking and speaking to be unfaithful. Any the word you here is not individual, meaning me personally. It is a plural form of you, meaning it's not just you, Simon Peter. It is also all the disciples. He 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 wants he wants to move you to the point that you all are unfaithful. I want to say this to you for a moment, and I want I want you to think through this. Um, Satan is about stopping any movement of God. Uh, that's one thing. I, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I'm not here just to grow a local church. Now, do I want our church to grow and your church to grow? Absolutely. But I'm not here just to have a campus and a turf and use my leadership skills just to grow our local congregation. I'm really working. Our staff is working so that we see a movement of God that, that affects all churches, that affects all the world. And I want you to know that Satan is diabolically opposed to any movement of God. He's against every bit of it. Judas is already the betrayer. In fact, we go to verse 21. In verse 21 in this same chapter, uh, Jesus is saying this to them, but, but here at this table, sitting among you as a friend is the man who will betray me. Uh, so here in the thinking of Satan, so just be, bear with me for a moment, Satan is going, I've already got an inroad to the 12 with Judas. So why don't I go after Simon Peter and the rest of them too? I've already got a, do you see the movement of God that he wants to stop and he wants to stifle? And he's going to fight it. You need to know that if you're praying for a movement, you're actively in a movement. I'm not talking about just growing your local church campus. I'm not talking about church growth principles or church growth uh, models or anything like that. I'm talking about starting a movement of God where people's living, thinking, and speaking has all of it to the kingdom of God first. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. He's diabolically opposed to that. Uh, so Satan is already dealing with the betrayer and he's thinking, I'll go ahead and shake up and cause the rest of the disciples to be unfaithful. Verse 32, Jesus said, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Uh, Satan comes to Jesus and he asks, but notice this, Jesus goes to the Father and then he asks. Satan comes to Jesus and asks, I'm gonna trouble your, your followers. 
But here's what Jesus does. He goes to the Father, and then Jesus asks the Father. Jesus will show you the importance that he places on prayer and how he practices prayer. You, you may go, well, he didn't answer my prayer the way he wanted to. Man, I, I've had specific prayers uh, that I ask specifically. And uh, it, it's also... Uh, it's also the point of thy will be done. I have a something that was left to me by Charles Humston, who died a year ago. Charles was like a dad to me, many of you all know that. And his daughter Becky left this for me, and I carried it in my pocket. I'm tearing up a little bit. But it's just a it's just a little memento that thy will be done. And I leave it in my pocket all the time. I carry it with me. Uh, as a reminder to Charles, but as the truth from the Lord's Prayer, uh, the importance of prayer in the life of Jesus and the practice of prayer in the life of Jesus. Our confusing times, our, all of it, we've got to go to the Father in prayer. Jesus is interceding to the Father on behalf of Simon Peter and the disciples, and he's, he's, inter, he's interceding so that they will remain faithful. Notice this, Jesus didn't pray for Satan's trouble to leave them. He didn't pray that. But he prayed for Simon Peter and his disciples to be strong enough to endure. He didn't ask it to leave, but he asked that they be strong enough to endure. It's a very specific prayer that Jesus prays. I don't want your faith to fail at all. I don't want your faith to be able to fail Peter later on says, Lord, I'll go to prison. I'll even die for you. I'll, I'll, I'll do these things for you. I'm, I'm going to remain strong for you. And then we find out in verse 34 that Jesus predicts that Simon Peter is going to deny him three times. And I, 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 I want to go ahead of you for a moment because we know the whole story. Uh, Jesus' prayer is answered. He doesn't completely fail. Peter goes through denial. Don't you be throwing him under the bus. You'll throw Simon Peter under the bus, but I've denied him. You have too. There have been times when I let my witness absolutely fall to the side because of peer pressure, because of all kinds of things. So don't go be throwing Simon Peter under the bus because you may resemble Simon Peter's life here, uh, but he didn't completely fail. He returned in the resurrection. We have uh, Peter and John running to the tomb, and then we have Jesus personally reinstating Peter. Three times he denied Jesus, and three times Jesus reinstates Peter, canceling out every denial. Uh, a prayer that he returns, his faithfulness will return, and he, does he deny, does he fall a little bit? Yeah, but you know what? He gets up. He gets up. That's, that's the beauty of this, is that he gets up and becomes an incredible minister for the Lord. I want you to know, you'll focus on this verse if you're not careful, and you'll go, man, the tempter is present, but I don't focus on the fact that Satan is present I focus on the fact that the Savior is. That you'll, you'll focus on, man, he's teaching about Satan here, but I'm focusing on the Savior here. 
And he, he gives a challenge at the end of verse 32. He said, Peter, when you turn back, he's not only predicting that he's going to deny here in just a couple of verses, but he's already predicting that he's going to turn back in a rededication of his life. He said, when you turn back, I want you to strengthen. I want you to strengthen your brothers. The word strengthen here means establish them. It, it, is, it, it, it has a picture of being greater than just strong. It has the picture of I'm, I'm unmovable. And he says to be able to help them. You know, that, that, that matches when resurrected Jesus sees Simon Peter again. He tells him uh, those three times, you know, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Well, then tend to my sheep, feed my lambs. It, it really matches the same challenge that is right here in the context of today, right now, would be strengthen your brothers and your sisters. And guys, this is what we need right now. I don't need to find a group that just believes like I do. I see everybody out there as somebody that I need to encourage and I need to, to strengthen. And that can be weary on us. And then I've got to let God supply and empower me to be able to do it. Through the COVID, it's been a funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. People call me, Let, let's, can you do that this week? I said, I don't know. We may have to pencil it in. I've, I've had to shift counseling sessions all the way around. People on waiting lists. Things to get ready that I do in, in ministry. But when a funeral comes along, it switches and changes everything. And uh, as I speak to you, I'm planning uh, on, I'm working on conducting a funeral. We had a dear friend in Campbellsville die. I just finished with a family that had gone through a, a death of a loved one. It seems like it's over and over. And I'm going, is this going to end? Is this going to end? And I'm drained. I'll just be honest with you, just dealing with people, walking them through the death of a loved one is tough. It's draining when it comes to that. So where do I get my strength? It has to come from the Lord. I've been through it. And so I help others be able to get through it now. Strengthen your brothers and your sisters. So if we're going to take this challenge, I want to look at my life and your life through Simon Peter's life. I've certainly had those moments in my life like I told you about my dad, and he's just like, Jeff, Jeff. It's, it's the double use of my name when I just don't get it sometimes. Maybe the Lord has done that with us. I mean, we think we've got it all figured out, and there are times that the Lord is just like, Jeff, Jeff. You've got more to be able to learn. I want to learn it. If I look at the life of Simon Peter, I've got to look at Satan coming to the disciples because he is a destroyer. He's a destroyer of lives, souls, homes, marriages. Let me stop there because I could go on and on and on. Just know that anything God has blessed and put in order, Satan wants to bring disorder to it. Just know that. If God has blessed it, and set it in order, then the enemy wants to bring disorder. He wants to unsettle it. He wants to shake it. He wants to divert us. 
He wants to detour us. He wants to destroy us. In the midst of COVID right now, the enemy wants to make you unfaithful. Are you listening to me? In the midst of this COVID pandemic, he wants, the enemy wants to make you live unfaithfully. And you're going to go, well, what is that? I just want you to know that Jesus intercedes for me and you so that we will remain faithful. You'll find that all through the scriptures where Jesus intercedes to the Father on our behalf. I wrote this question. You ever wondered what he prays for you? I've wondered, Lord, when you go to the Father on my behalf, what areas of unfaithfulness do you mention to him? Where are the areas of unfaithfulness in my life that you mention and direct to the Heavenly Father for strength? Have you ever wondered that when he intercedes for you, what areas of unfaithfulness that he asked the Father to be able to strengthen? Maybe you already know. A lot of times you, you may come to me wondering where your, where your areas of unfaithfulness are and you want me to help you discover that. If you want to know the truth, I think most of you already know. You already know. He's made it clear to you. I'm just telling you, if he's highlighted areas of unfaithfulness of your life, if I were you as quick as possible, I would turn that around. I would be the challenge of Simon Peter. Peter, return. Return to me. I'm telling you that in the midst of everything in this COVID, don't you be detoured away from your heavenly father. You be, you be moved into a more deep, intimate relationship with him. Uh, one of the greatest opportunities, this is my testimony, one of the greatest opportunities that I see in this life is that I get to live it with the one who gave it to me. I get to live it with him, the one who died for me. I, I think that's one of the greatest blessings that I have in ever how many years that I will live is that I have surrendered and followed and lived as faithfully as I knew how with the one who gave me that life. So we pray for, we pray for faithfulness. He prays for that faithfulness to mature. He may even pray to the Father for your faithfulness to return. Um, when that happens, he does leave us with the challenge. Go strengthen other people. I don't, I'm not asking you to go out and find people that believe what you believe through this pandemic. I'm not asking you to go out and find people who agree with your political party or your view of COVID. I'm not asking you to do that. I promise you in our church, I've got all kinds of belief systems about all of it. I'm asking you to let the Lord empower you. And the challenge right now is find other people, brothers and sisters, and you go strengthen them. I don't think the key of this sermon is that Satan came to shake up the disciples or that Jesus prayed. I think the key is in the midst of all that shakeup, Jesus gives the challenge, go and strengthen other people. I begin with, do you think you can help others? And the answer is you can. Strengthen them. God makes us strong through himself and others. 
And then he asks you to go strengthen other people. You'll see on our screen the hope arrow. And uh, uh, the H is have spiritual conversations. The O is open the scriptures. The P is pray and listen. The E is eat with people. That's a difficult one right now in COVID. And the arrow, it means you're sent. And the arrow is you. You are the arrow. Take this hope in Christ to other people. Uh, you are sent to strengthen other people. Let me just help you out. Find two people every week of your life. Just find two. It's not hard. Strengthen them. Bless them. It could be a text. It could be a note. It could be a phone call. It could be a visit. You could mow the yard. You could do. You could go get their groceries. You could go do a whole lot of things. All kinds of things you could do. Find two people to bless each week in the name of the Lord and encourage them. I hope you get that. Um, yes, Satan came to shake up the disciples. Yes, Jesus goes to the Father. Yes, he prays for Simon Peter and the rest of them. Yes, he does all that. But in the midst of all that scene right there is a beautiful challenge. You go strengthen other people. Go strengthen your brothers and go strengthen your sisters. Encourage them and then thank them. I trust you. I believe in you. I'm asking you to go do that. Even go do that this afternoon after you hear this sermon, okay? God bless you. Grace and peace.